0: Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's Precious Metals News. It's Friday, July 1st. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. So today's show is a uh, bit of a hodgepodge. I'm actually going to do something I don't normally do. I'm going to gaze into my admittedly hazy crystal ball and talk a little bit about what I think is going to come down the pike over the next several months. But before I do that, I'm going to start out with the tale of two central bankers. Now, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell and European Central Bank President Christine Lagarde were both on an ECB forum. Uh, This was on Wednesday. Let's start with Jerome Powell's comments. Quote, We are raising interest rates, and the aim of that is to slow growth down so that supply will have a chance to catch up. Now, note what he's telling us here. The Fed policy is to slow down economic growth. Remember, economic growth in the first quarter was negative, and uh, it doesn't look good for the second, but they want to slow it down. Now, houses, we hope that growth could still remain positive. But if you look at the strength of the economy, households are in very strong financial shape. They've still got a lot of excess savings from forced saving of not being able to travel and things like that, and fiscal transfers. The same thing is true with businesses, and with very low rates of default and a lot of cash on the balance sheet. The labor market is also tremendously strong, still averaging very high job growth per month. Overall, the U.S. economy is in the position to withstand tighter monetary policy, we think. So, this is pretty much the same messaging we heard coming out of the FOMC meeting a couple of weeks ago. And of course, it's still by and large complete BS. Powell is still trying to convince everybody that the Fed can tighten monetary policy and there won't be a recession. Now, to be fair, I have heard him concede that the economy could tip into a recession, but he's he's really trying to poo-poo that notion. He's really pushing this strong economy narrative. Meanwhile, Everybody and their mother knows we're tipping into a recession, and we're probably already there. Households are not in very strong financial shape. I talked about this extensively after the FOMC meeting. Household debt is now in record territory because people are whipping out their credit cards in order to keep up with rising prices. Savings rate has plunged. Retail sales dropped in May, despite being pumped up by inflation. Sure, The labor market still looks strong-ish, but that's a lagging indicator. Weekly jobless claims are trending up, and the four-week average is actually at the highest level since December. The S&P 500 just had its worst first half of a year since 1970. It was down better than 20% and shed some $8.2 trillion in market value, so much for that wealth effect, right? And of course, the NASDAQ has done even worse. But don't you worry, Jay Powell is on the job. So when you hear this guy telling you that the economy is strong enough to withstand rate hikes, remember he also told you that inflation was transitory. Then we have Lagarde over at the ECB. From her, we actually got a rare bit of honesty. Now, this is a little bit shocking coming from a central banker, but listen to what she said. Quote, I don't think we are going to go back to that environment of low inflation. There are forces that have been unleashed, that we're facing now, that are going to change the picture and the landscape within which we operate. So, there you have it. Inflation ain't going anywhere. This is what I've been saying for months now. For all of this aggressive talk about tightening monetary policy to kick inflation's ass, there isn't going to be any actual ass-kicking. Unless it's rising prices whipping the average person's butt. Now, I do find it a little bit of amusing how she framed this. Forces have been unleashed. You know, it's as if, as if Pixies came along and opened a bag of inflation forces and then just dumped them out on our head. No, lady. You and your central bank buddies unleashed this by printing trillions and trillions of dollars and euros and yen and and all other kinds of currencies over the last couple of decades. Now, granted, the ECB has been even looser than the Fed, but all of the world's central banks have pretty much worked in lockstep, and of of course they always do. They have all run the printing press at full tilt, and right now they're all talking tough about fighting inflation. Lagarde just let the cat out of the bag and admitted they can't win. She's trying to get us used to the new normal. The new normal is you pay more for everything all the time. Now, we got some numbers uh, yesterday that further indicate inflation isn't too intimidated by this tough-talking Jay Powell. The Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index came in at 6.3% year-on-year from May. That was the same read as April. And it's pretty high. Now, this is the Fed's favorite inflation measure because, well, it understates inflation the most. Now, here's the good news. If you're an inflation fighter, core PCE dropped to 4.7% on a year-on-year basis. That was a slight decline from April's reading of 4.9%. So the core PCE showed a little bit of easing. So, I'm starting to develop a theory about how things are going to play out over the next few months. Now, if you listen to the show, you know I'm not big on making predictions, especially short-run predictions. Too many variables, too many things that can switch and, and change up fast. I'm more interested in the macro in the long term. But here's what I think. For what it's worth. Just take this for what it's worth. It seems to me that this is what we're going to see. I think we're going to start seeing some drops in the CPI. I think we're going to see a little bit of inflation cooling. And boy, when that happens, the headlines are going to go nuts. Inflation over, you know, it's peaked. We've already seen this once, you know, inflation supposedly peaked what back in March. And and that was a not a peak. But I, I think we're going to start seeing this narrative. Um, and you know we're already seeing a broad based drop in commodity prices um as the fear of a recession rises, so that's going to ease things up a little bit. Um, we're seeing gasoline prices here in Florida uh, stabilize a bit. In fact, we've had a little bit of a drop here in central Florida um so Since CPI is always expressed relative to the last month and the last year, you're going to start seeing some declines. At least that's how I think it's going to play out. Meanwhile, we're going to keep on seeing shakiness in the economy. We'll almost certainly see another bad GDP print for Q2. I wouldn't be shocked if we don't get another decline in GDP. That would put us in an official recession. Or maybe we'll just get some tepid growth numbers. I think the Atlanta Fed projection right now is for 0.3% growth. Uh, So we may not be able to say technical recession quite yet, but regardless, growth isn't going to look good. And the Fed is going to crack. Jay Powell and company is going to use any dip in the CPI to say, see, our policy is working. We did it. And then he'll hint at slowing down tightening a little bit quicker than expected in order to keep the economy from dipping into a recession, uh, or if we're actually in a recession, to keep that recession from deepening. They'll do a little victory lap over at the Fed. You know, Say we beat inflation back and everything will look rosy for a few months. We could even see a little bit of a stock market rally because everybody's going to be relieved that the rate hikes are about over. And then the CPI is going to start going up again because the bottom line is all of the money that they have printed in the last two decades, it's still floating around out there. The Fed balance sheet is still bloated. Interest rates are still highly accommodative and that's when the bottom really falls out. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a dead cat bounce in the stock markets for a few months, and then BAM! Maybe next fall, maybe early next year, the bottom really falls out. I mean, if what we're seeing right now isn't a recipe for stagflation, I don't know what is. So, I guess that's kind of what I see happening. Ultimately, the recession will pick up speed, and the Fed will go right back to rate cuts and QE. First, they'll hint at it because you know we've got oh, we're getting a little bit shakiness in the economy, and inflation's looking a little better, so we may be able to back off. And then they really will back off, and then the next thing you know, we're back doing QE again. The other scenario, of course, is that the CPI doesn't cool off at all, and the Fed keeps tightening, and they precipitate bubble popping even faster. And of course, when that happens, the Fed will go right back to rate cuts in QE. Either way, The Fed goes right back to rate cuts in QE because that's the fork they know. Really, if you look back over the last 20 years, low interest rates, quantitative easing, that has been the baseline monetary policy. That's how they're operating. Um, So, don't be shocked if we see a little bit of a rally, and then the Fed starts showing some cracks in its resolve. That's what I... Pretty much see happening. Uh, It's really a matter of timing. I I just think that ultimately, the Fed is going to backtrack on uh, all of this tightening and all of this inflation fighting, and ultimately, inflation is going to rear its ugly head, just like Legrand said. And investment guru Rick Rule, he kind of sees that same scenario playing out. He recently said he thinks the Fed is going to chicken out in this inflation fight. If you aren't familiar with Rule, he used to run Sprott Holdings. and Now he's got his own company. Uh, But in an interview recently, Rule said that the Fed could get inflation under control with significantly tighter monetary policy for a sustained period of time. And he's right. I mean, the Fed could do that, you know. Powell could suddenly grow a spine, and you know, even if we see a lot of shakiness, you know, a recession, uh, and and inflation starts to look lower, Powell could put the pedal to the metal and just keep pushing forward. I mean, really, that's what the economy needs, right? But I don't think Powell has the wherewithal to do that, and neither does Rule. Um, he doesn't think that the Fed will be able to follow through when the economy starts to crash. Rule said, "quote I think they'll chicken out." If we had a period of real interest rates, what he means by that is positive real rates. He said it would certainly cure inflation, but it wouldn't cure inflation until it did amazing damage to the various balance sheets. So that's really the question you have to to work out in your head. Do you think the Federal Reserve is really willing to do amazing damage to the stock market and balance sheets and the economy itself? I don't. That's just... I just don't think they do. You know, here's the reality. The U.S. economy was built on easy money and debt. I mean, we've seen this since 2008, really before 2008. The economy is built on easy money and debt. It's dependent on consumer spending. If you take away the easy money, it's going to pop the bubbles and it will collapse the House of Cards economy. As Rule alluded to, this needs to happen. We need to get a cleansing. We need a recession to get all of the misallocations and distortions out of the economy. But that would mean a lot of pain. And as I've said before, central bankers are at-their-heart politicians. They are not willing to put people through short-term pain, even if the long-term uh, results are good. You know, we talked about this a, a few episodes ago, I, t- I talked about the uh, the idea of time preference. Uh, time preferences are, uh, you know, people don't want to wait. They, they don't want to suffer pain, they don't want to look long-term. And uh, so for all all the tough talk, rule is with people like me and Peter Schiff and others who don't believe the Fed has the political will to allow the economy to crash. So real quick, before we close out, let's talk gold a little bit. Actually, the yellow metal has dropped below the 1800 support level today. Um, it seems to be caught up in the broader commodity crunch. And of course, rising interest rates are still causing significant headwinds for gold, and um, you know, most people seem to still be on board with the Fed's messaging. They still think the Fed will tame inflation, and they'll pull off the mythical soft landing. And, and I mean, this could happen. It probably won't, but it could. But looking at gold kind of more long-term, there are some bullish signals out there. I'm going to link you to um, our most recent technical analysis on the show notes page. You can just go to shiftgold.com slash news. Um and, and find that. The long and short of it is it looks like most of the technical dynamics are at or near the bottom. So uh, our technical analyst sees a pretty bullish outlook as we move forward. And Goldman Sachs has upped its gold price projection uh, to $2,500 an ounce by the end of the year. Now, you know, I know gold hasn't exactly excited investors in recent months, I get your emails. I see your messages. I know there's skepticism out there. I know there's frustration out there. But, you know, if you really look at it, if you take a step back and look at the gold market objectively, yes, you can certainly argue that given the inflation environment, you would expect to see gold much higher. And I would even argue that gold is way undervalued right now, uh, given the macroeconomic situation. But the fact of the matter is, gold has been hovering right around its 52-month average. Now, it's dropped a little bit below that today. But by and large, if you go back over the last several weeks, months, that's where gold has been. It's been right around that 52-month average. Everything else has been crashing, right? Other than the Dow, stocks are all officially in bear market territory, Bitcoin's gotten obliterated. Uh, you know, We've seen a, a huge drop in like the tech stocks, the uh, momentum stocks, the risk assets. All of those have, have crashed. Um, commodities in general are falling, as I just mentioned. Copper, uh, wheat, all of these things in anticipation of a global recession because all of these banks are trying to fight inflation. So there's a, a huge recession expectation out there. So we're seeing declines uh, in commodities. Um, we've seen, again, I talked about the, uh, the, the price of oil and stuff dropping a little bit again, uh, because we're, we're seeing this recession expectation. So as money week put it for all the declines we've seen elsewhere in stocks, bonds, and crypto and the ensuing erosion of wealth. I mean, think about all of the wealth that's been uh, erased, right? Gold sits at its one-year average. In other words, it's done what it's supposed to do. It's preserved its value and preserved your capital. Now, it's also important to note that gold has held its own despite a very strong U.S. dollar, which creates headwinds against gold. Interesting, if you look at charts um, against a lot of other currencies, gold is, is doing very well. Now, the Goldman Sachs report said the risk of inflation will likely influence the price of gold through the latter half of the year. The investment bank warned that inflation expectations could become, quote, unhinged. Uh, Kitco News summarized the Goldman report this way. It said, in any scenario where inflation increases rapidly and sustainably, gold will likely outperform other assets. The report said this is due to the fact that gold is a physical asset with no liabilities, and therefore its value cannot be eroded by inflation like other assets such as bonds and equities. So I posted a report about the Goldman projection on the uh, Shift Gold Facebook page, and two comments stood out. One was, do the exact opposite of what Goldman says. Okay, fair. I get the skepticism of the mainstream in, in these big institutional banks. But if you look at the economic dynamics, I can't find where they're wrong, right? What they're saying about inflation, uh, the trajectory of the economy, their analysis seems to me to be spot on. This is a rare case where the mainstream seems to have uh, you know, kind of figured it out so take that as you will the second comment was i'll believe it when i see it now that's also fair it kind of encapsulates the uh the frustration and the skepticism we've seen in the gold market over the last year here's the thing when you see it it's too late to get in on it so anyway one more thing real quick before i sign off i know i'm starting to go a little bit long but you'll be shocked to learn that zimbabwe is having an inflation problem I know, I know. Shocking, right? The Southern African country has been running its money printing presses, just like all of the other central banks. Now, get this. Its CPI right now is 191%. Yikes. But their central bank is doing something interesting. It's going to sell a gold coin to give investors a place to, quote, store value. I'm going to link to an article I wrote about this over in the show notes page, and you can get a little bit more details on the, on the process of this. Obviously, it's not an altruistic move by the Zimbabwe Bank. They've got ulterior motives. But regardless, it is a way for investors in that country to shield their wealth. So if you want to store value in these crazy times, maybe you should consider gold, maybe silver. Good time to talk to a shift gold precious metals specialist. You can do that simply by calling 1 888 gold 160 or shooting an email to infoshiftgold.com or just go to shiftgold.com and find the tab that says getting started and you can actually chat with a precious metal specialist right there on the website. Um, you know, you got nothing to lose, they will look at your situation. Your goals, your portfolio, your investment strategies, and help you see how precious metals can fit into your portfolio. Um, you know, Rick Rule said that any investor who doesn't have at least some of their wealth in gold is, is simply being foolish. And I, I tend to agree with them. You know, as we've seen, it has held its own. While everything else has gone down. Um, not saying you should sell everything and buy gold, but um, you definitely want to look at it as part of your investment strategy, part of a nice balanced portfolio. So again, talk to a shift gold precious metal specialist. today. so with that, it's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and of course more over at shiftgold.com/ news. Uh, you'll find the latest Precious Metals news and analysis throughout the week over there. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to this show on your Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher. Uh, I need to get it on Amazon. I'm going to do that. We're on the Shift Gold YouTube channel. You'll find links to this stuff on the show notes page, which again is at shiftgold.com news. Always welcome hearing from you. You can email me at, email me at mmeharry at shiftgold.com. M-M-A-H-A-R-R-E-Y at shipgold.com. Love hearing from folks. I hope everybody has a fantastic Independence Day weekend. And uh, I'll talk to y'all next week.